0: It's very near and dear to my heart because I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, My grandfather was there the night that the massacre broke out. So it's something that I've always known about Mm -hmm. because nobody was allowed to talk about it really. But you know, you know the elders, when it's quiet and nobody's around, they'll always whisper to you.
3: You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back. This week, we are doing something different on our show. We are bringing you a behind-the-scenes look and an extraordinary production that was done jointly by Greenwood Studios and Sunwise Media. Rebuilding Black Wall Street is a renovation docu-series that doesn't just rebuild structures. It reveals history, resilience, and the stories of so many of our people. Make sure you tune in to Rebuilding Black Wall Street on the Oprah Winfrey Network on September 29th. So I want to get you excited as you prepare for a week of incredible conversations, inspiring stories. And today I have with you one of our executive producers, Kara. Welcome to Money Moves. Thank
0: you very much. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
3: Kara. thank you so much for being here. I am so inspired by your career in entertainment and the industry. And most importantly, as we sit here to talk about rebuilding Black Wall Street. But I want to start from the beginning. So let's go back to little Kara. And tell me how you got your start in the entertainment industry.
0: Well, if you ask my mother.
4: Ask mom, we can call a friend.
0: She would tell you that I was supposed to do this all my life Mm. and should have been in front of the camera. No, once upon a time, I was in front of the camera and I was, am I allowed to tell a story? Absolutely, I I wanna hear all the stories. I wanna hear
3: all the stories. So.
0: I was a Hooters girl in Atlanta, Georgia at the Stop underground. It. An orange shirt girl. Mm-hmm. And I was an actress doing background work on some Aaron Spelling show. I'm late for work. They put me in a van to ride to the studio up to the soundstage. And I'm running going, wait, wait. <laughs> and the driver goes, calm down. Nothing happens without the DP. And I was like. Excuse me, sir. And I tap the man sitting in the front seat, who is the DP. And I have him explain to me what a DP is. I didn't know that he was one of Aaron Spelling's best friends, but we get up to set and he remembered me, brought me up, put me on the dolly, let me look through the camera. And I was like, oh, I'm on the wrong side of the camera. I'm doing this all wrong. (sighs) And that is when- Light bulb. I was like, I need to be telling people what to do to make the stories happen instead of... I
3: feel that for your energy. This resonates with me.
0: So that would probably be the start there. The start producing-wise, once upon a time, I was an independent filmmaker. Mm. And so I used to volunteer at the Sundance Film Festival every January. And a woman saw me doing six or seven things at once, translating something into French, counting money, helping a patron, talking over a walkie-talkie. And she goes... Have you ever worked in TV before? And I was like, "Uh, no, I'm a waitress. (laughs) And she said, would you like to? And I was like, "Uh, yes, please.
3: Wow. And
0: so I got my first job as a production coordinator on a show called Airline that was on A&E.
3: And the rest is history. Here we are. I love this. So tell us a little bit more. You know, you've got credits all over the place. You've done a multitude of different shows and productions. And now we're sitting here because you were working on passion projects such as Rebuilding Black Wall Street. But give us a little sprinkling of some of your favorite projects throughout the years.
0: Declassified Untold Mm. Stories of American Spies. By far one of my favorites because we got to go inside of the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and so, and we got to hear like stories of how spies got to where they were and like the story, the man who figured out where Saddam Hussein was. Wow. The first woman operative in the CIA. And that to me was- Incredible. Yes. But also being able to move a crew around the country in and out like security- Clearances. Clearances, getting gear in and out, staying on time budget all of it and so it showed me then that's when I was like not just you know like you get to a point where you've done something and you're like I can do that I'm pretty good at it but like once you've done it at that level I was all like I am here.
5: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested so buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.
3: Wow. Okay. So tell you mentioned budget on Money We I love to talk about money, the ins and outs of it. Um, I want to come back to like how you've been successful in this industry. And money is a huge part of it. We talk about people will speak on films that they've worked on that ran out of money, that overspent, underspent. How do you sort of navigate being able to control budgets and people in this so that you can make a successful project?
0: I often tell people that black women Mm. make excellent line producers because we are in charge of the budget yep so it's a lot like managing a household Mm -hmm. but at an extremely high level so instead of telling people no right away because i was a filmmaker and i know you want the beautiful shots and you want to make sunlight you want to do the things we only have a certain amount of money to do it So just like, well, in my case, my mother had to make some stuff work to try to send me to private school Mm -hmm. when we lived in the ghetto.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Same thing with TV. You can have a helicopter. You just can't have the camera operator, the camera equipment, (laughs) and the insurance to send it up in the air. So which would you like? (laughs)
3: That's a hard line to draw with a lot of people, I'm sure, but I mean, this is the things that you have to sacrifice to make successful films. Um, Let's talk about your latest project, Rebuilding Black Wall Street, and tell us how this came about for you.
0: Well, it's very near and dear to my heart because I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, My grandfather was there the night that the massacre broke out. So it's something that I've always known about, mm-hmm. because nobody was allowed to talk about it really, but you know you know the elders, yep. when it's quiet and nobody's around, they'll always whisper to you. Those little whispers, mm-hmm. right, right. And so I always knew somehow, some way, I was gonna try to be involved in, I don't know. Even in seventh grade, our project was, for Oklahoma history was, we could do anything we wanted as long as it had to do with Oklahoma history. So some kids did the land run and some kids you know, just talked about the scissor tail flycatcher. I built a little model elevator and then told the story of what happened that
3: night. So you mentioned, you know, going back to in your family, this wasn't something that was talked about. And I think for a lot of folks, this was sort of protective. It was a very traumatic experience. How does it feel to be able to tell these stories Um, to sort of crack open family secrets, family trauma. And what was your intention? Is this become sort of a healing journey? And how do you feel about it now looking back as you've been able to unpack and uncover so many deep experiences?
0: I think that it's not necessarily a matter of healing Mm. because... Perseverance and overcoming was all that we were about. So they burned down our city. Mm. Within five years, they had rebuilt and we're thriving all over again. So it's the thriving that I focus on. Yeah. And so no matter, and it just proves that no matter what comes or what happens, we're going to make it work.
3: There's resilience. Yep. Right.
0: So... Rebuilding Black Wall Street focuses on descendants who are doing something now in the spirit of what our ancestors mm-hmm. were doing to make us be thriving again. Because for so long, nobody talked about it, but then once some politicians like Don Ross- Right. Made it so they had to listen, and then they try to kind of ignore it and brush it under the rug, but we're not going anywhere.
3: Pay attention, Mm -hmm. pay attention. Yep. So as you mentioned resilience and rebuilding, the docu-series aims to tell the stories of how we're rebuilding and revitalizing this neighborhood. Tell us what we can expect to see in this docu-series.
0: We're going to get to see a black farmer Mm. who learns about a black grocery store and see how we all get to work together, which is what we used to do then because then our people couldn't leave North Tulsa because mm-hmm. we had to stay where the black people were, but also we didn't need to because we were self-sufficient. We had right. all the businesses that we needed to. So same thing now. So the farmer can put his stuff in the grocery store. Um, there's a birthing center. Oh, wow because I had no idea that the black mortality rate amongst babies and black women was so high. And And
3: especially in communities like this that are underserved, you know, access to healthcare is such a huge thing. Wow, so you guys are really making such impact in this community that just desperately needs it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at GoGreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, Money Movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Until next time.